0: Welcome to Experience Points. I'm Brandon.
1: And I'm Lance.
0: Today, we're going to be talking about sensitive topics as they relate to our main conversation piece social media. Throughout this podcast, we'll be discussing things like suicide, uh, body dysmorphia, anxiety, and depression. If you're not ready for these topics, we understand. We also highly recommend reaching out to a medical professional if you feel like these conditions affect you in any way. So with all of that being said, Lance, why don't you just give me a quick definition like of what you think of whenever you think the word social media?
1: Well, social media, as defined by Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Just kidding. Um, yeah, social media. I don't know. You know, just... Um, your typical fringe sharing uh, websites, Twitter, Facebook, um, uh, retro MySpace, uh, Instagram, that kind of stuff. Pretty much anything where you can have a platform to show what you want to show, show who you think you are, um, as well as and take information from other people um, as they are also, you know, showing. Either who they want to be or you know what they are, um, and in my experience, usually more of you know what they want to be.
0: So I'll also expand that to include like video sharing sites like YouTube or even like like aggregate sites like Reddit. I think that those would be considered a form of social media, and the fact that people are interacting with each other and sharing content and ideas um, in like a very social way. If would you agree?
1: Yeah, I mean um with YouTube especially with smaller YouTubers I would definitely say so. With larger ones it still is to an extent, I would say a lot more towards uh the comment section at that point, but with smaller YouTubers definitely because they see that, you know, as a platform of expression just as any other uh social media site and um Reddit as well, I would say um smaller communities, especially, you know, if you go on our funny and you go to the comment section, I feel like it's, it's not going to be the same experience as if you were to go to, you know, a very small subreddit and, and, you know, go to the comment section of that as well. But yeah, I would say both are considered social media as well.
0: Now a little follow-up here. Um, are there any social media sites that you do have accounts on or that you're active on, um. You know, what's, what's your experience with social media, I guess, on like a base level.
1: Uh, let's see. So I do have a Facebook, uh, I created it in 2009 and the reason I created it was purely because that's when I was in high school and I felt like everyone had a Facebook. So I just got one to, uh, make sure I wasn't missing out on anything. You know, definitely the FOMO fear of missing out, um, aspect of it. Um, and I used it actively early on, I would say, for definitely all of high school. I used it actively. And then I think I, it just started dying off after probably two years of me using it, just because, you know, I, I graduated, I was moving on. So I just used it less and less. And now I just really use it more of uh, a messaging platform for one. Um, it's not my preferred messaging platform, but I do still have some friends groups who prefer to use facebook messenger just because they use facebook day to day anyway i mean it's really a smart um smart move by facebook because it does bring me back to using facebook pretty regularly because just because of messenger um and then it 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 works sometimes too you know sometimes i'll go to the site to message someone and i'll see uh, a post by someone that I knew in high school or something and I'm like, oh, you know what's going on with them today. <laughs> and I'm, you know, fully aware that it's working on me, but at the same time it's I don't know. It's it's not like it's negatively affecting me. It's not um you know, I don't I don't feel bad about other seeing other people's lives or anything like that.
0: Right. So, um, so Okay. So, so that's Facebook. Do you have any other social media
1: platforms that you use um reddit i use that pretty actively but i don't consider it a social media platform for me because i don't comment um i go to i am subscribed to a number of subreddits some smaller ones you know things that are relevant to me like sysadmin or fantasy football or you know just some examples like that um but i hardly ever if ever comment um so I, it's hard for me to consider that one a social media platform.
0: Gotcha. But you are upvoting and downvoting, right? Like you're contributing to the site in that way.
1: On the smaller ones, yes. Uh, if I'm just browsing r/all or a top uh, subreddit, then no. Uh, no. Mainly because yeah. I feel like once they're at twenty thousand <laughs> uh, upvotes, then it's just like, well, that's my vote doesn't matter at this point. So
0: <laughs> yeah, they've already gotten their internet points. I think they're fine, right? Yeah, exactly. So for me, uh, like a brief history here, and then, um, I'll sort of talk about why I wanted to do this episode in particular right now. Um, so I did have a Facebook account for several years. I think I got it in like 06, 07, like right whenever it was really getting popular. Um, I had a F- MySpace before then. Um, I deleted my Facebook account just, uh, this year actually. Um, and then I also had a Twitter account that was personal. I now have a Twitter account that is for the show, ironically enough. Um, and I have a a Instagram that I primarily use to promote the show. So, um, you know, I also use Reddit like you sort of more actively than you do. I do live streams on there, which I think helps grow our fan base. And I think that's really important to engage with the audience, but I don't want to put too much of myself on there for very valid reasons, you know? Um, and so with all of that being said, you know, that's sort of our, uh, pedigree, if you will, on what we know about social media. (laughs) Um, There was a movie that came out on Netflix here a couple of weeks ago called The Social Dilemma. In it, a bunch of people that are smarter than us talk about how they helped develop the tools that social media uses to manipulate and prey upon uh, really all of their user bases. It's a really fascinating show, and I really encourage everyone to watch that. Today, we will be spoiling a lot of the parts in that movie, but I still think that it's valuable to hear what they have to say and to see it from the perspective of the documentarians that recorded all of it. So please check it out if you haven't yet, um, especially after hearing what I have to say, maybe go and take your own opinions away. Um, So with all of that being said, I don't think you've seen this documentary right
1: i haven't no um i have seen the trailer um after you told me about uh you know what we're going to be covering on this episode and and you mentioned um that movie as well spree um and so i went ahead and and looked at the trailers and kind of got a gist of what they were about but i haven't actually seen the movies now
0: gotcha so I think some points, and I think maybe you can, you know, I'll regurgitate some of the information and you could sort of pad it in with what you think and what your sort of opinions are on this. So, one thing that I really, really hit me hard is that all of these notifications we're getting, you know, because let's say you have Instagram installed. Um, You're familiar enough with Instagram, right? Sure. So, on Instagram, and I have Instagram installed on my phone. For the sole purpose of you know <laughs> publication, mm-hmm. um, whenever somebody that I'm following posts, mm-hmm. I by default get a notification for that. But it isn't right whenever they post; it's like an aggregated like list of people that have posted, and they give me notifications at pretty specific times. Whenever they know that I'll have that free time, like that little bit of free time, to check my phone and get that sort of dopamine hit of, hey, there's somebody that's posted. I need to check who that was because I want to get that fix. Um, So have you noticed that in any social media apps that you have?
1: I mean, Reddit, um, definitely. If you have the app, then it will tell you, you know, hey, here's a a new post. Um, Facebook, I don't have it actually installed on my phone for different privacy reasons um the app is uh, notoriously bad for privacy um so I, that's i don't even have it installed if i ever need to get on facebook i actually just go to um google on my phone google chrome which is ironic since google's uh, harvesting my data anyway but um <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's i i think that that's a common tactic you know they all these companies get all this information about you. And so they're going to use it most effectively. And in the case of social media sites, it's like you said, using it when they think you're going to have time to look at their website, to see their ads, because that's ultimately why they want you to visit, to get that money. Um, And so they're going to do whatever they can to do that. and, And it totally makes sense that they would aggregate a bunch together. So it's not just one higher odds of you visiting the site, higher odds of you seeing that ad or or ads to get their money you
0: know and i'll also add that they may cherry pick the ones that may affect you more you know for instance if it's a friend that you check out regularly as far as their page they'll give you more notifications so that you keep feeding that uh, that you know goblin on your back so to speak um and that's i think that's a really like I get it. i They want us to engage with the app, mm-hmm. but i th- I think using psychology to manipulate us is going a little bit further than what they should be. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean I, that's a that's a very deep topic, um, you know, with the moral justification of using psychology on on whether they should be doing these types of things, such as uh, trying to feed you what you what they think you're going to engage with or not i mean that's 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 a deep and difficult topic i think um and a big reason for it is i think it, it all like how all these social media companies start up it's it's a simple idea right they start up and they want users to engage with each other as much as possible so that they get viewership as big as possible so then they will have more people to see their ads or sell their user information or whatever it is and then just like with any other uh capitalistic company any other company in america they're going to try to keep taking it further and keep taking it further because they have to just keep getting more and more profit margins it's not acceptable in america to just break even or to have the same profits as last year you have to get more and more and i think that's why they've they they do this now right because this is how they can continue to increase their profit margin is to use these tactics to get you at the best time to see their ads when in the beginning they didn't need to do that because it was, you know, they were achieving their goals. And I mean, it's, it's, it's shitty. It's I have worked for companies where they have had the need to constantly keep expanding, but for those companies, it's always, you know, you can always look for a different market or, uh advertise to someone else but for social media you're already having you're already targeting everyone you're already saying to the whole world hey use our site all your friends are here so then it gets a lot more difficult to to increase that bottom line you know
0: and you know i think what may be even more uh like shady i think because like we could talk about adults getting preyed upon because they sort of understand what's happening to them you know what i mean um but I think where we really have to draw the line and, and where it gets really, really almost sinister is whenever children are involved. Uh, so let's let's think about this. The standard across most social media platforms is that you have to be 13 years or older in order to get a social media account. Um, that's the requirement for YouTube and for uh, Facebook. And with that being said, that is still under the legal age of minority, right? So sure. you know, you, you're still a child by in the eyes of the law, even though some laws are less strict once you hit that age 13. So we have 13, 14, 15-year-olds on these social media platforms. A lot of them are still developing, still you know, have uh, a lot of growth to happen. And we're subjecting them not only to these really just massive thought experiments that, uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter and, you know, uh, Instagram are, are, are performing, right? Um, we're also sort of injecting them with all of these dopamine hits um, at a much younger age. And almost getting them I don't want to say it, but addicted to these apps. Um, so should there be a limit to what these companies are doing from, you know, sort of getting people addicted to these, especially whenever children are involved?
1: Yeah, so it's it's <laughs> again, I haven't seen the movie, but what you're describing to me, it, it all makes sense and it, it reminds me of a of a hot topic that I think has died down a lot because it's um kind of become more acceptable. But microtransactions in mobile apps, right? Um, I think that it does the exact same thing as what you're describing of, you know, you aren't paying a lot for the app or you're paying nothing for it. So you're getting it for free. You start playing it a little bit. You're having some fun. And then it's like, Hey, 99 cents. And you can have even more fun, or you can have this thing or that thing. And you're like, Hey, you know what? 99 cents. That's nothing. I'll go ahead and do that. And they're targeting addictive behaviors. And I think that's what, you know, Facebook is trying to do too. And these other social media sites are doing too. They're targeting people that are going to be addictive to their platform because addictive users are what make up what a majority of money that they're going to make either through advertisements or in the case of microtransactions addictive behaviors are the ones that are going to be spending all their money on those you know 99 cents over and over and over and a lot That's of true. people a lot of people have addictive be- tendencies um unfortunately in it may not be an obvious one, like an addictive behavior that I am aware of myself on is video games. And I will, you know, on a Saturday or something, I'll play literally all day playing video games and I'm aware of that. And I, I try to curb myself of that habit and it may not be one that a lot of people would consider as bad as others, such as drug use or something like that. But I think most people have some form of addictive behavior um and i think that that these social media sites are trying to target those people and try to figure out the best way to harvest or to to manipulate them so that they're you know g- going to be addicted to their platform like you're saying and, and and having those dopamine hits i mean dopamine's literally a drug right so it's yep. it's getting you addicted to it
0: well and and i'll even take this further uh, in the social dilemma they specifically say that you know children Whenever they are um, you know doing this sort of you know picking up the phone to see what happened, right, um, they get that rush and then they do go through like withdrawals if you take that away from them because you know that is a source of pleasure, and you're now taking away that source of pleasure um, and uh just a quick study that they did, and i'm going to say right now my numbers are wrong because I'm not watching the show right now, and I couldn't really find. The source of the studies they used in that movie so keep that in mind um but they did a study from 2000 to 2020 because the movie just came out this year and they were finishing production now um the study looked at a time period of 2000 to 2010 and then 2010 to 2020 and specifically suicide rates in uh young women that's Uh, Ages like uh, 11, I believe, to 17 is their age range. Uh, What was startling to me is that you look at the first part of the 2000s, right? And it's a steady straight line almost of suicide rates in each of these age groups that they do. And then you see massive spikes as soon as 2010 hits, whenever the uh, social media platforms really become popular and they start really being able to be marketed and very advertiser friendly. <laughs> um, so it's startling to me. And I think like the preteen range that they did, I think it was like 11 to 13, um, saw something like a 130% increase on the number of suicides per year. That's insane to me. Um and sure there may be other factors but I do believe based on the data that they gave in this one particular documentary um that it it could be a strong correlation.
1: Yeah, I mean that's 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 interesting. I never heard um you know an increase in suicide rates because of social media, but um I think correlating data on that you could you could probably come up with a lot of different theories about what's happening i mean the immediate one that that i that comes to mind for me and again this is <laughs> purely non-scientific opinion based so get ready for this um, oh boy! yeah but you know it's it's interesting whenever we were younger and you know in school then you would go to school um you may be subjected to some kind of bullying or you may um you know, you may see other kids that are more popular than you or, you know, see someone who you want to be, and it it does make you sad or it makes you depressed. Um, But the thing is, is whenever there's no social media, you can, you can just get away from that. You know, at the end of the day, at 3 o'clock, um, when school's out, you can go home and you kind of have, I feel like, a, a recovery period or a rest period where you don't have to be fully subjected to it. Not everyone recovers from that, and that's why there is still suicide rates before that but you know with current social media and everyone having phones now you're you're never away from that as a child and you don't understand or know how to deal with a lot of that as well as I think in combination and this isn't just related to social media but I think a lot of adults don't can't understand how a child can be depressed Because they see their lives as having, you know, nothing wrong while an adult, you know, you have bills to pay and you have to go to work and all this other stuff. But the thing is, depression isn't related to current issues. Depression is a medical issue, you know, but um, I think that contributes to to younger children. But the biggest thing for sure, I think, is just you can't have a break anymore. You know, you, you go home and you're looking at someone's Facebook and you're, you know, 12 and you're seeing that they're having a great time, but... In reality, it's just their, you know, it's just their highlights. It's just what they choose to represent as themselves. And a lot of kids don't understand that. They don't understand that this isn't their lives 24-7. It's that you are seeing that person's highlight.
0: And if I can just add on to that, because you made some really good points. I think that one thing, especially for the study that we're talking about, where it was primarily young, uh, young ladies, where... They uh, do have, like, society as a whole has these, like, uh, standards that women should hold to, which obviously we don't agree with in any way. Um, But I think that that really plays in because they can see that um, just on display constantly through social media. You know, you also have things like Snapchat, which, you know, lets you put these unrealistic um you know filters on your face uh and make you look like a completely different person and whenever you can change your face in that regard and then look in the mirror and see something completely different um you know that that's a little bit of the body dysmorphia that we talked about at the beginning of this where you know you're not seeing what you expect to see because you've been using these filters um there's been an increase in the number of uh, like people wanting uh, plastic surgery in order to make their face look more like Snapchat filters. I'm not joking. You can look this up. Um, and so you know, that, I think, also plays a big factor. On top of that, you have a lot of these kids that are getting bullied through social media, which is even worse. You know, you know cyberbullying is a real thing. It's not just a uh, late two thousands Hillary Duff movie; Um, Hmm. it's a real thing. So never saw
1: it. Never saw it. Well, you're lucky. (laughs) Next episode will be on that. Don't don't do this to (laughs) me.
0: (laughs) Um. So you know, taking it one step further, and I know this is spoiler alerts for Spree. It just came out this year, so I know a lot of people haven't had a chance to see it yet. So if if you want to skip ahead, skip ahead like. Three minutes while Wait, I how talk do I, about.
1: Spree. How do I skip that? I haven't seen it.
0: Well, you know, I think you're going to have to just suffer through this oh, with man.
1: me. I'll, I'm just going to mute you. How about that? Uh,
0: anyway, <laughs> <laughs> in Spree, uh, you have uh, the main character that's trying to really get ahead in life, and the way that he wants to do that is through social media, becoming like an influencer. And I think that's something that a lot of people today really want to be especially young kids and even in their early 20s i think a lot of people still have the idea that they'll become influencers on social media um and the main character in spree is having such a difficult time becoming that influencer that he decides the way he's going to do it is by live streaming a murder spree Um, which is not where the name of the movie comes from. (laughs) It's actually the app that he's using to live stream or excuse me, to pick up all of these people in his car. It's basically an Uber or a Lyft clone. Uh, Throughout the movie, you see him slipping further and further into depravity because at first it's just him killing these people and he's clearly just wanting to get views. And then he starts killing family and friends and, and, you start to see like the edges around his reality cracking because even as he's getting popular, he realizes that he's getting popular for the wrong reasons, but now he feels like he's gone too far and he can't walk it back. And I feel like a lot of people on social media feel that way. You know, Uh, maybe it's not to the extent that the character in Spree feels it, but they do feel like they've spent so much time in social media and building their online presence that now they can't walk away. And if they were to walk away, they would lose all of these other people that are in their social media lives. So it becomes very difficult for you to separate yourself from that. Um, I know just personally deleting my social media accounts, it felt wrong. And I, Kept feeling the need to go back. And I know that was the addiction talking, right? Like they got me hooked. Um, But I do think that it's important to be able to separate that from your real world. Uh, I just, I don't know how to give people the
1: courage to do that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, points that I want to make about that. Um, You know, first I would say with the influencers, I you know, a lot of kids think that they can go on to be influencers because they see um you know someone else from their age group doing it or uh, you know they see you know young actors or something like that and they think, you know, I can do it too. But if you haven't seen Bo Burnham, I recommend you watch him. Bo <laughs> Burnham he's very realistic He he's a comedian and there's something that he said that really you know a lot of what he says sticks with me but specifically it's about how people shouldn't look up to him people shouldn't try to be like him you can't be like him because not because he is incredibly talented which he is talented but because it's 99 percent luck to get at that level of fame and he realizes that and I think more kids need to realize that. They don't realize that you it is extremely difficult to become a top level YouTuber, a top level Twitch person, a top level, you know, an, an actress or an actor. And a lot of it's just luck. A lot of it's just you 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 knew the right person or your your parents knew the right person or you were born into a, a family of wealth or, you know, something. Like there's there's so many things against you. That it makes it incredibly difficult and I think a lot of kids don't realize that they just see someone else is getting these views and they think, you know what I can do that too.
0: I would agree with that and you know it's so it's so tough for like people to understand and comprehend that because they think like if one person did it anyone can um, i I will say you know Bo Burnham did talk about that in uh, was it make happy?
1: that he really like
0: hammered yeah, I, on that I idea. Think so yeah. Um, so yeah, if you guys haven't checked that out.
1: Oh yeah. Right. I would say <laughs> make happy and all of Bo Burnham. He is incredibly funny. Honestly, I would, uh, a little side tangent. I would go from his beginning uh, stand ups to his end, because you can really see how he starts to realize how, uh, how media affects us and he makes more and more meta jokes about it and he it it really you really start to be able to see how it affects him as well as the you know person generating this entertainment for us and it, it actually brings me to my next topic that was about you talking about and that's if you leave social media you know you feel like you can't leave and and a specific example I have for this one was uh, Tyler1 is a Twitch streamer, and he may, you may hate him, you may like him, I don't know. I personally find his personality entertaining, yet I can see how some people wouldn't like him. Um, he was trying to, he's a League of Legends streamer, and he was trying to grind from, uh, I think, like... Uh, challenger or something like that from uh platinum to challenger i can't remember exactly what he was trying to do but he felt like him streaming he couldn't really concentrate on the game because he was trying to generate content and so he left twitch for i think a month so that he could get to his rank that he wanted and in just that one month just a a vacation length and yes i know that's longer most people would take a week or two weeks of vacation from work but just a month long of vacation he lost thousands of viewers thousands of followers thousands just you it's it's crazy how much you lose just from leaving in that short amount of time and i think that's why people think they can't leave because once you have that if if you're not providing that content for them anymore i mean they're just they're just going to drop you which i think is rightfully so i mean i I don't think you should ever pay for someone who isn't keeping you entertained, but at the same time on the other side, I think it does make you kind of feel almost like a slave to just being funny or creating content because you, you have to, in order to make money at that point, you know?
0: Oh yeah. And I mean, there are so many great content creators that I really want to shout out right now, but I, I feel like we would spend the next hour talking about (laughs) it. Um, yeah. because yeah i mean there's just a laundry list of really awesome especially guys on youtube that i just found and fell in love with because they're just so honest and open about that sort of stuff um but even they talk about the same sort of thing and uh it's it's really tough and um you know honestly we're content creators now and <laughs> i
1: i know it's yeah, crazy wait. to say the the pressure's getting to me all three of the listeners you guys are you guys are stressing me out here
0: <laughs> you know I, I will say though that um it's insane to think about and I think as we grow and hopefully start doing well um, we're doing we're doing well but I want us to do <laughs>
1: well <laughs> um well I just Brandon think... just remember it requires a lot of luck take some oh. advice from your old friend Lance
0: Oh, thanks. That You're was welcome. a that was a Lance original right there. Uh huh. Never been said before by anyone.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I'm patenting it.
0: Um. So, with all of this being said, I think you know we we need to put our final thoughts on social media. And honestly, from my perspective, I, I think that social media is just one of those things that right now. It's super strong and super powerful and probably too powerful. Um, I think that there needs to be some sort of regulation or oversight in some way. And it can't come from just the social media platforms themselves, because we've seen what happens whenever people govern themselves. It can get a little tricky and a little dicey. And then everybody just becomes murderers, I think. (laughs) Um, So we don't want murderers. So let's stop the social media platforms. Nice. I That's like my it. take.
1: That's, you know what? Uh, Brandon Cody 2020. I'll vote for you. <laughs> Thank you. Don't kill people. <laughs> yeah. That's a good platform. Yeah. Well, what about you? Um. Yes. It's, it's a tough, it's another tough topic because regulation of the internet has been a constant theme since the internet was created. and, it's it's you know difficult. I don't obviously want throttling of internet or or throttling of bandwidth. I don't want you know spectrum to say you know where we have a streaming service so we're going to throttle your Netflix to five megabytes a second. Um or you know we we have this deal with Facebook so we're going to allow you to see their website but not any of the other social media websites. So uh, and yes this is a you know example of taking it too far because it that that would be the extreme of the regulation but it 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 is difficult to just say hey facebook you can only do x and y in the site you can only do x and y but i think the eu does a fairly good job about it um, I believe that there was some talks at some point that they were either banning porn or they have banned porn. I can't remember so I think that's another example of them taking it too far but they do have better customer safety or or uh, people safety as far as like what type of data can be harvested legally now obviously I'm pretty sure Facebook doesn't really care and they still do it anyway um but you can you can try more that's for sure and America's the worst at it you know America will let you let these social media websites take whatever they want on you, sell it to whoever they want and they're never going to get charged. And if they are charged, then this, this is, these companies always have plans for how much money they think that they could lose from a lawsuit. They don't give a shit about any of us. All they care about is money. And if they think, you know what, we're going to get sued in a lawsuit over this, that's fine. We'll set aside this amount of money. We think we're going to make more money anyway, so we can just pay for it. it doesn't matter to us. And you know it it is it is crappy, but yeah, I think that there should be regulation similar to EU. It's just like I said, it can uh, it could definitely be a slippery slope. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great way to uh, really just tie a bow on all this. And uh, keep in mind, guys, we didn't even talk about fake news on Facebook or any of that crazy stuff. So stay tuned mean, for
1: part two. I think you mean lies. They have a word for it already, and they're called lies. <laughs>
0: all right well we'll we'll tackle that next time uh all right lance we've been really down in the dumps this episode Have you notice that
1: no i've been really upbeat is this this feels like it's about to be an ad read are we are you advertising something
0: yeah well obviously i'm talking about uh callahan autos go ahead and listen to this ad for callahan that's a reference break pads that's a reference. yeah
1: yeah, it was. It was uh, a Tommy, Tommy Boy. Boy reference. Oh yeah. yeah, it is Tommy Boy. I was like, wait, Break paths I didn't remember the company name, but I remembered uh, brake pads. That was good. I love Tommy Boy. That's a great movie. Right. Hey, now we're rambling. Look what you did.
0: Uh yep. Uh, mission accomplished. Uh, levity has been given. Hmm. Um, so, Lance, let's talk about something fun. What are you checking
1: out this week? Uh, can it be any form of media? You know it, baby. All right. Uh, so I recently went on a trip to North Carolina. I know coronavirus, uh, for the record, it's because I may end up moving there, and so I wanted to check out the area. But we were super safe, and we went on Southwest, and there was a seat between us, and warm wore masks and everything. Um, and I may have corona. Who knows? Uh, either way, um, I brought my Switch, and for the first time, I played Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it's super fun. I mean... It's just more Fire Emblem. Um, there's not a whole lot of changes. I mean, there's like a teaching aspect if you've played previous Fire Emblems, and there's like a teaching aspect now where you can kind of train up your troops and stuff like that. But um, I've always been a huge fan of strategy games. Fire Emblem is a great one. Turn based games are, are always great. And it's just a great travel game because you could play it on the plane. You could just turn off your Switch if you're uh, boarding or not or, or getting off. You can uh, play it uh in the morning or something whenever you're just kind of bored and and waiting i mean it's 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 a lot i don't know i always enjoy those types of games versus you know live action games where you kind of have to really be engaging and you know you you can't just turn it off whenever so i recommend fire emblem i almost beat it i'm on the last mission so far it's super fun
0: wow um and that it's like a so fire emblem is basically a turn-based uh strategy rpg right
1: yeah yeah um yeah it's let me think if i can compare it to well
0: it looks like uh final fantasy tactics back in the day
1: right oh yeah i would say tactics so the one thing i'm going to say is exactly final fantasy um but yeah i would say tactics final fantasy tactics if you played that um then it's similar but yep yeah. nice Nice. Uh
0: I've been meaning to check it out, and your recommendation may have just convinced me.
1: So Well, I would recommend all the Fire Emblems. So <laughs> I love those <laughs> games. So what about you?
0: Well, so uh here recently I've been on a musical journey, I guess you could say. Um and I've I've been trying to check out as many new bands as possible. And the band that I think everyone should check out out of the dozen or so that i i listened to this drum week. roll please i fight dragons like i physically fought them once you know it's fine um Is this no a D&D so, episode now <laughs> uh not this week oh so with i fight dragons they do a lot of these uh songs that have like nes and super nintendo sounds and em- like uh embedded in them
1: interesting
0: yeah so like a lot of their melodies are sort of intertwined with these like uh meaty clips almost it's sort of uh, nice and neat but then they also do like this really pop punk sort of jam that i think you're well aware uh it's sort of my thing you know um so a lot of fun, they do a lot of like nerdy songs because of the Super Nintendo in the background. Um, and a lot of relatable ones. So um, the album that I think everyone should check out because from start to end, it's just crammed with good sounds. Uh, that's the near future. So check them out. Um, i I cannot
1: stress enough how how fun the album was. So I'm curious, it, it and this is always interesting to me. How did you find them? So uh,
0: honestly, <laughs> they were on the... So I listened to a lot of Bo Burnham's music. Funny that you talk about him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> also Danny Gonzalez, some of his comedy album tracks mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So one of their more comedic songs was in a playlist of theirs. And whenever ah. I popped over... Then I got into their serious stuff. Like The Near Future is almost entirely just a very serious, like deep album. Um with just like this, you know, NES playing. <laughs> um and, and yeah, that's it was a fun, like cool experience to find them. I never thought that I would find them before.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I'll definitely check them out. Um it's it's always interesting too, because there are it, you know we we trash on social media this whole time for uh customizing recommendations to you by harvesting data but oftentimes that's how we find new things that we like um by what we've listened to previously but um no I'll definitely check them out should be should be cool yeah absolutely and
0: uh you know I I think honestly I'm not I'm not a corporate chill here um <laughs> I need to say that right now. I get zero ad revenue from anything you're listening to in the well, episodes. Now, so now far. we're getting
1: depressed again.
0: I know. <laughs> but uh, Spotify has been like a pretty cool place to you know, upload streams to and um, find new music. So that's really how I found uh, I Fight Dragons. And yeah, they're pretty cool. So. What? Sp- spotify spotify what? Spotify. Fi, I think is the word.
1: That's a new thing. I've never heard of that before. I know, right?
0: Hmm. Um, Well, I guess, you know, I think that's our show for today. So um, Lance, do you have anything else you'd like to tell everyone?
1: Uh, Nope. Something about brake pads.
0: Yeah. Callahan Auto Parts. There we go. Uh, um, All right, guys. Well, that was enough for us. Um, Go ahead. And I, you know, I don't even feel right plugging our social media in this episode. So I'm just going to say, if you see me on the street randomly, please wave hi to me um, or flip me off, whichever you prefer. Um, and if you have any recommendations for the show, uh, go ahead and shoot us an email at our new website, which isn't a website. It's just an email domain uh, info at rolling because I'm so bad at D and D that
1: I only roll once. That's not a joke. That's actually true.
0: <laughs> All right, Lance. Do you think anybody's listening still? Uh,
1: no, probably not. I mean, I am.
0: Oh well, I'm glad that you're still around. Um, I guess. Uh, I'll I'll just talk to you later, dude.
1: See ya.